and welcome to this episode of the Like It Our Podcast. I'm glad you decided to tune in. And what about that new theme song we had there? Was that not really awesome? And I'm so thankful we were that we were able to do that. Thank you to all you who sent in suggestions on social media and then voted on social media for Lift Your Head Weary Center by Crowder. So, we're really excited about that. So, before we do anything else, we'll go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for everything you've given me, God, and I thank you for most of all for Jesus, God, and I just ask that you would please help me to be able to preach your word effectively, God, and then I could just do it to the best of, not my ability, God, but the ability you've given me, God, and just please help the listeners, God, that they could hear something, God, not from me, but from you, and that they could just be moved by something that you've said through me, and that, God, my words would not be the words preached, God, because they're shallow and don't hold any weight, God, compared to yours. And just please, thank you for Jesus and for everybody listening, and helps to be examples for you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So, as, as is customary, we will go ahead and read... Ephesians 3, 14, through the end of the chapter, which is 21. And it says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So, First thing we see, for this reason. So since the mystery has been revealed, since Gentiles and Jews can be saved and we're fitted together, this goes back to two and three, being fitted together all as one under God. So since that's true, I bow my knees before the Father. And, you know, I feel like in as 21st century American Christians, we've kind of lost that image of bowing before the Father. And the image of bowing is, of course, a submissive thing. What the little servants would do to the king, what even the knights would do to a king, bow in his presence. And what we should do today, and now I'm not one of those that says, you have to have your head bowed and eyes closed to pray. No. And head bowed, eyes closed on your knees, no. That's not, of course, Jesus recommends that, go into your inner room where nobody sees you. But that's because, A, A, distractions, and B, people seeing you and doing it so people will see you. That's not why Paul's saying he's on his knees. He's saying he's he's on his knees to show the genuine thankfulness he has towards God for allowing this to happen. And what if we were that thankful? Because the fact 
that you woke up this morning, or woke up yesterday, well, woke, woke up this morning, because if you're listening to this, that means you woke up that this morning. Unless you're listening to this at 12 and you never went to sleep from the night before. But even so, you woke up the morning before. So, the last morning that you woke up, which, okay, I think, I think I've made enough of a mess of that, that you understand my concept. But we, there's breath in our lungs that we are able to speak and even move freely. We should be on our knees. I, I rarely get on my knees to pray. If ever, I can't think of a time recently that I just got down on my knees and prayed. Now, I've prayed, of course, but never just bowed down before the Father. And... No, I don't think we need to do it all the time because then that becomes, I hate to use the word sacrilegious, but becomes repetitive, habitual, however you want to say it. And it starts losing value when you just feel like you're doing it all the time just for the reason of doing it instead of really, truly bowing our hearts before the Father. And what if we got back to that? But then, then there's a little, 14 doesn't end the sentence. There's a comma there. From whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Every family. So that's the Mitchells. That's the, insert your family's last name here. That's every family that's ever come through here. This earth. Since Adam and Eve. And their kids, and their kids, and their kids. And so on, up until you and your family. They're, they are. In heaven and on earth, those already dead. And that, that's who we... That's, God, has, God has done that. God has made every single one of us. And if that doesn't deserve all our glory... All, if that doesn't make Him deserve all our glory... Then I'm scared of what it takes for you to think that, for you think that God deserves it. So then, sixteen says that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through the Spirit in your inner being. So, to read this how I believe it's supposed to be properly read, I'm going to cut out fifteen because fifteen, if you know anything about English, it's in a positive which. We're not going to go down there. Just know that that verse 15, as amazing as it is, and we could spend days just talking about that, that's describing the Father. So we're going to read this without 15 in it so we can better understand 14 and 16. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being. So, sorry, I was trying to read my notes and I got lost. So, according to His glory, to the riches of His glory, for His glory, He grants us to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in our inner being. So, that He's, Paul's praying for these people that, this, that the Spirit of God that comes from His grace We'll just do an amazing work in them. And that's how they're strengthening it. 
And that's how we're strengthened. We talked about this a little bit last week. We have the God of the universe inside of us through the Holy Spirit. And sometimes I feel like we're, you know, I've heard said that Baptists are scared of the Holy Spirit. And of course it's supposed to be funny, but it's really not. Because Baptists don't like to talk about the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's something that feel like it's lost in us. But it's God inside of us. And that is what's amazing. That and so we should have no fears. We should not fear walking up to someone and sharing the gospel with them, because we have this inside of us. <clears throat> and I said we. That's me too. But since we talked about that a lot last week, I don't want to spend too much time on this. In if you don't have that Holy Spirit, then you you can't get this because that's from the Holy Spirit. That boldness is from the Holy Spirit, and of course, if you'd like to know how to have the Holy Spirit, well, that's great because I'm about to tell you. Because and if you're listening to this, you might be wondering why are you doing this? You because I don't know if somebody stumbled upon this that doesn't know the Lord, and I feel like and even as we as Christians need to be reminded of it every time. And I don't want the one episode that I don't talk about the gospel to be the episode that an unsaved person listens to. And so that's kind of my heart in trying in trying to fit the gospel into every message. Because the whole Bible can be in some way pointed to the gospel. So, of course we know Jesus came to the earth for our sin, died on the cross, rose from the dead, conquered sin, sent His Holy Spirit to live inside of us, and all we have to do is know that we're sinners and ask God to be our Lord. And repent of that sin. Turn turn away from sin to God. And make Him master of our lives. And that's how you get that Holy Spirit. Verse 17 says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. So we just kind of talked about Christ being rooted in your life through faith, through believing that Jesus died and rose from the dead. We just talked about that. Holy Spirit comes and lives in you once you proclaim Him as Lord. But the second half of that verse, that you being rooted and grounded in love. So, we're going to talk about love here for a minute. And I'm going to read a few verses. I'm going to paraphrase three of them. Well, I guess it's more than three because the passage you'll see in a second. But First John 4, 8 says... Anyone who does not know love does not know God, because God is love. And then we see, eight verses down in 16, so that's still First John 4, he says, So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in Him. So then, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 40, Mark twelve thirty through thirty one and Luke ten twenty seven all say something to the effect of love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and mark the mark mark includes strength. And then after that they say, or Jesus says, and love your neighbor as yourself. And why he says this is because these people who are trying to trip Jesus up says, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And he says, the first is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and as Mark includes, strength. 
and love your neighbor as you, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All of the commandments can be filled up, can be summed up in that. So let's go to the Ten Commandments real quick. Number one, well, so we have, have no other gods before me, don't have any idols, don't use the Lord's name in vain. That all comes from loving God. And keeping the Sabbath holy comes from loving God. So the first four right there come from loving God. And then I'm not going to try to get the order right on these next, but we'll, we'll just go ahead and list them. So honor your father and mother. Don't commit adultery. Don't lie. Don't steal. Don't covet. And I don't think I said don't murder. So don't murder. All of those come from A, a love for God, because that's what he said to do, and B, a love for other people, because if you love somebody, you're not going to commit adultery with them, or you're not going to kill them, or you're not going to want what they have. So everything comes from love. And bringing it back to the first John, if we don't have love, we don't have God, is basically what it's saying. And if we don't have this love for God that supersedes everything we do, because you're not going to be able to love people if you don't love God. Because people are going to get on your nerves and get under your skin. And of course, we're always going to have those people. And we're called to love them. We don't have to like them or agree with them. But we're called to love them. And if we don't have that overarching love for God that commands everything we do, then we're not going to follow that up with a love for people. And... It's hard sometimes to love people. It's really hard. But Paul is saying this love that's rooted and grounded in you. And if we're not showing that love, we can have all the love we want to. But we're, we, can, we can say we have all the love we want to. But if we're not living that out and actively pursuing God, and actively pursuing that love, then we might as well not even say we have any because we don't. Because your love will show through your actions. If you love God, it's going to show. If you love people, it's going to show. If you love anything else more, then that's going to show. And that's something I struggle with, is loving people. I mean, loving some people. Because some people, you know, it's really easy to love. And then there's those people that it's really hard to love. And we all have those. But Jesus, the people that asked Jesus this question were those that would have been really hard to love for Jesus. But he tells them this. The whole law can be command, can be summarized in this. So, that love that's in us. We have to express that love. And then he picks it up. This is all one big long sentence until we get down to 19. But in 18, he says, May have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth. So, well, and I'm going to read 19 too. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Those four directions it gives length, height, breadth, and depth. Did I say depth twice? No, I didn't. That is everything, every measurement under the sun. And that is everything fathomable. And to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge. 
and understand and be filled with the fullness of God. We will never be filled with the fullness of God until we get to heaven. But when we get saved, we get to understand that more. And we're still going to be puzzled by it. Because the love God has for us is something amazing. And we will never fully understand it until we get to heaven. But the Holy Spirit and this love that's rooted in us in Christ. And the, the love is another thing you don't get until you're saved. Because and it's not going to come automatically like that. You're going to have to work on it. Just like you have to work on everything else in the faith. And yes, it's hard to understand. Why God loves us. But the Holy Spirit helps us understand that a lot more. Or some more. It helps us understand different things that God gives us. And some things we're not meant to be understood until we get to heaven. That's why we need God. That's where faith comes in. But the fact that we can even understand a glimmer of what God does is amazing. It's amazing. So... Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. More than we ask or think. We say, oh yeah, God can do anything he wants to. He can. He can do anything he wants to. And we, I think we believe that, but we don't live like we believe that. We give small things to God. Like, God, help me pass this test. God help me get this promotion at work. God help me make it safely. But the big things in our lives, then and we don't really always trust God with like relationships and financial problems and X, Y, and Z that we think are too that are way too big for us. We know they're way too big for us. We just automatically assume they're way too big for God. But our God can answer prayers that are Beyond what we ask or think, you know, if we pray for a Lamborghini, is it going to be sitting in our driveway when we go out? Probably not. It might be, but probably not. That goes back to asking in vain. But if we have, we need to get back to that genuine, on our knees before the Father, asking Him for help. Because He's the only source of it. Because we can't do it on our own. We're never meant to do it on our own. Adam and Eve weren't meant to do it on their own. But they chose to. So why are we holding back the big things? And then it says, To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I love how Ephesians always points it back to God's glory. Because Paul, and we all tend to do this, we tend to make it for our glory. Oh yeah, we get to understand better the fullness of the mystery. We get to understand better the height and depth and all that stuff of God's love and God's mysteries and things God does. Oh yeah, we get to ask far more abundantly than we could ever ask or think. Oh yeah, we get to do this, we get to do that. We do, but it's all for God's glory. Because if something happens to us, we can't take credit for it. If we have if we have more money at the end of the month than we're supposed to, then that's from God. If we have this, then that's from God. If we have that, then that's from God. We should give glory to God. And not say, oh yeah, I don't know how that got there. Or, oh yeah, I'm just really good at saving money. No. I mean, of course, if it's from relatives, say, that it's from the relative. But, like, God blessed you with that, if that makes any sense. Like, God placed on somebody's heart to give you the money to make it to the end of the month. Or God 
inspired somebody to put pay you to give, take gas or something. All this comes from God and it's to His glory, not ours, because we're not the center of anything. Even salvation shows God's glory because it shows that He turned dirty, rotten, sinful people on a one-way trip to hell into saints that, and that only showcases His glory, not ours, because a change like that cannot be made by human hands. And that is what's awesome. And you might be wondering why he acts like he's closing out the letter. We're going to talk about that next week. When we start chapter 4. I believe it's next week. Make sure next week's not the testimony episode. I think we have one more. Yeah. So we've got one more. And then we'll have a testimony episode. Which I'm really looking forward to that. We're supposed to be recording it this week. So really looking forward to that. And. But anyway. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. Start up chapter 4. So, but but remember, everything's for God's glory, not ours. And, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. And we'll move into closing thoughts. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. And I thank you so much for being God and for just being so awesome. Because that's who you are, God. You're an awesome God that deserves every bit of our glory and even more, God. And God, every bit of our praise and even more. And I thank you for Jesus, God. And I thank you so much for everything you've given me, God. And thank you for the listeners. And just please help us in the remaining few minutes that we could just be examples for you. All right. In the remaining few minutes that we could just spend our time together just speaking of things of you and, in, and honoring you, God. And we could go forth from here being examples for you, God. And just please help us to love you and love each other. In your name I pray. Amen. Alright, so, the theme song, yeah, it's pretty awesome, isn't it? And I was just thinking right before I recorded this, trying to think of something for closing thoughts, and it hit me. Why not talk about the theme song? So the theme song is Lift Your Head, Weary Center, and it talks about this, Lift Your Head, Weary Center, the power of, like, it's like a prodigal returning. And I'm not going to play the whole song for you guys, just to let the chains fall apart, which is mainly what we're going to focus on. But it's of this sinner coming home, this weary sinner who's tried everything, just coming home and realizing how awesome God is. And when at the part of the our theme song, let the chains fall, that's the chains of sin falling. And that only falls under one name. And you know, there's a lot of songs like we have Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone, Break Every Chain, uh, Chain Breaker, this song. I know there's many more I'm forgetting. But this image of dropping chains of sin, that's what happens when we find Jesus. The chains of sin are gone. Cast them away. Yes, we're still going to struggle with sin. 
I'm a firm believer that some sins just go away like that and you're not tempted by them anymore. But some sins you have to work the rest of your life against. And and those those chains still weigh us down. But we can throw them off. Because we no longer have to deal with the weight of sin. We do we do we still have to deal with the weight of sin because sin breeds consequences, not God's not I like to say God's not sitting up there with a checklist saying, Oh, you sinned, you're gonna get sick. But these, there are consequences for our sin. Like if you choose to go over the speed limit and a cop sees you, you're going to get a ticket. Just like that. So, but these chains, we're just throwing them off. And the fact that the Father allows us to throw them off is amazing. And I would love to tell you guys that I picked that song for the theology of that song. But I did not. That did not hit me until just a few minutes ago. I picked that song because it's Crowder, who's one of my favorite artists, if not my favorite artist. Well, he's up there with Casting Crowns. Casting Crowns, Crowder, and Matthew West. Probably my top three. But, anyway, that's a different story for a different day. But, that, but And it's like a really cool, awesome song. And like the part we have, like the two songs, if you're not, don't follow me with the Like It Our Instagram account on Instagram, then we, one day this past week, we put out a thing for songs. And my, my the one I wanted to, I didn't suggest this obviously, because it would have just come to, come to myself, but, so I wanted to lift your head where your center. Well, Jackson and I looked at the suggestions that we had been given, and we both like Lift Your Head Where Your Center. And we had another song mentioned. Jackson mentioned it. Uh, I Know a Ghost. So we've, we really liked both of those. Another Crowder song, I Know a Ghost, about the Holy Spirit. So we did that. Put it into a, a social media vote. There was almost no contest. Lift Your Head Where Your Center won. So I say almost no contest because I know a ghost had one vote on both accounts. Same person. So I would tell you how many Lift Your Head Warrior Center had. But we had some overlap on both accounts. So I don't know how many, how many it was. But and well, it wasn't that high a number. It wasn't like it was in the thousands. It was probably in the teens. Maybe the 20s. I don't know. That, that number's not important. But so Lift Your Head Warrior Center won. But the theology of that song just hit me. So, the, the theology is not why we chose it. But it is a great reason for having a theme song like that. And I'm glad I got to share that with you. So, I'm going to stop rambling and move on. We still have some Lackadar bracelets, pop sockets, and t-shirts left. Again, the bracelets... And pop sockets are no charge to you. T-shirts are twenty dollars. And testimony episode in two weeks. Ephesians four in a week. We're moving through Ephesians a lot faster than I thought. Than I thought we were. So, who knows where we'll go next? We still have four, five, and six. I don't know why I said. I don't know. Sometimes you just gotta bear with my awkwardness. But anyway, hope you guys that have gone back to school like myself. Have been having a good school year. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Episode, like the, my, the stuff will be in the episode description. And yeah, hope you guys have a great week and I love you.
goodbye.